Hi, my name is Alex Powers. My favorite Power Query feature is query folding. Welcome to Power Query Magic. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Win. This is some deep cuts if people know who Alex Powers is. That's what my thoughts were. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, you know, we've, we've crossed paths but never met. I've followed your uh, work and sort of uh, seen you on various media and sort of shows and blog posts and articles. So, yeah, great to have you on and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into the questions. But... Bear with me on this slightly overlong analogy. Okay. okay. So, back in the day, I was a massive fan of the TV show Cheers. Oh, we still watch it nightly. Me and the wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've started watching it again. I just I bought every episode on Apple TV for like twenty five dollars or something. Awesome. <laughs> so I've watched every episode at least twice. Yep. Okay. And back in the day of VHS tapes, I even had like a box full of recorded episodes. Proper geek level fan okay so then i was 23 years old traveling across america on the greyhound bus and i got to boston and i went to the cheers bar and there's the sign outside yeah but you go inside it's not a it's not a bar not the same. yeah <laughs> it's it's not even a bar yeah it's it's just you know it's it's it lost its little it's lost its magic for me a little bit so you joined microsoft yep. a few years back What's it like on the inside? Is it what you expected? Yes, and I will say the reason why it is what I expected is because if you look at any company and the way that they've deployed SharePoints and you know Excels and OneDrives, you're just like, oh my gosh, there's so much chaos everywhere. Well, just remember that we were the first people uh, you know, eating that dog food. So the way that we use and abuse the programs, I, I absolutely love it just because it's always like, oh gosh, there's so much cool stuff going on. Uh, but it, it is chaos. It is fun in the best degree to that, to that, uh, using that analogy of just like, we, we did, we tested it first before everyone else. Um, so I yeah, love yeah. it. <laughs> so you get the, you get the real buggy versions of everything. Sprawl, everything. I can tell now, like from when I even started to, you know, it's two years later, like they're starting to like roll things back or we don't have open permissions on everything like we used to. They're like, all right, Azure resources, we're going to take control, MIP information protection, we're going to have all labels on everything. So I can see that they're going through a transformation even internally at Microsoft during this uh, kind of interesting period. But also if you look at like all the hackers, everything that everyone is doing, like, hey, you have to do it now. So right. It's cool though. And, and you're senior pro so you're senior program manager? That is correct. Uh, so I came into Microsoft as a premier field engineer, now titled customer engineer. So a lot of that was proactive education. Uh, so I trained probably 4,000 people on Power BI four days a week for four months straight. Uh, so I, wow. I, I was just doing the grind, helping people adopt. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then a technical specialist just helping kind of go compete. So, you know, if a customer says, Power BI can't do this because, you know, this vendor, you know, Tableau, Click, et cetera, said you guys can't do it. I was the guy who was showing up saying, no, we can. And then, uh, you know, kind of blowing people's minds. Uh, so that's what I always love is the light bulb moments of people. 
So that, and that experience then of, of, you know, teaching all those people. Now, there's got to be a mix of abilities that you, with that many people, yes. you've got a broad range of, of backgrounds and skill sets. Um, do you sort of see, um, uh, you know, the broad range of reaction then in terms of some people still struggling with the concept, but other people, you know, they just eyes light up and you just see that little spark. And you go, oh, they're going to get it. They're going to go for this. So this is always what's tough, right? Like if you do any virtual trainings, like some days you have a really engaging chat and like people will be lively on the mic if they have the open mic. Uh, and then you'll have like after two days, nobody said anything. And you're just like, he's down. You're like, why did they like yeah. this? And then people are just like, oh my gosh, you yeah. had the best time in the world. You know, I absolutely love learning from you. And you're just like, well, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> yes uh, yes but my favorite experience is like i'll just say it like i love little old ladies who are learning power bi and like doing crazy things and it's just like hold on like this is truly like the self-service portion of power bi and uh i always call it like the bi bubble because i went out on kind of the tab redder in an hour i was just telling everyone about tab redder and i thought we'd all be writing c sharp you know up and down day and night <laughs> Not the case. I, I got done doing my last session and I, I just jump on a screen share and somebody says, how do I connect my SharePoint list? That was it. it it's not about what all the experts are doing. It's truly those self-service users. Yeah, absolutely. So and what does your role involve now? So what is a program manager? Yeah, so senior program manager on the Power BI customer advisory team. Uh, so aligned with a lot of our big strategic accounts, uh, some of the ones that are just looking at, you know, pushing the limits of Power BI, always wanting to do more bigger things uh, at this point, like looking at P5 workloads. You know, I want to pull in 400 gigabytes of compressed memory. So I was like, all right, well, let's figure out how this scales. Um, from there, it, it is a lot of pro dev tooling. Uh, but then it's also like finding those little portions of the product, you know, it's quality of life items where I hear comments from customers, I record the impact. And then hopefully we can tell that story to say, why don't we make these investments into these areas? Obviously, I'm a data integrations guy, so I'm just fighting for everything on the Power Query side uh, as much as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, keep up the fight. Yep. So, you know, the the product is just, you know, you know how how good is Power Query? Let me put that open question to you. It's it's incredible, and I mean, if we were to like look back through the timeline. I remember sitting at my desk uh, as a former Excel VBA guy, like I cleaned everything in VBA, I automated everything in VBA, and I just got done reading Ken Pohl's book, uh, M is for Data Monkey, for those who don't have it yet. And I struggled with Power Query in that moment, and I said, I'm just going to do this in VBA, like, screw this Power Query, okay. thing. I'm just going to go back to VBA. And I thought through it, and I've not written like any VBA since since fighting through that one yeah. moment. And it's incredible yeah. whenever, you, whenever you get that, ha ha, uh, I, yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it's, um, you know, same experience for me in terms of, well, I just, I just think I saw some of the buttons and things and it was just like, oh, that would have taken me a day in VBA to do. Oh, and, yeah. this, and I even went back to old clients and projects and said, you know, this way, and it's a bit clunky for you guys to maintain. If anything goes wrong, well, we can just replace it all with Power Query, and now it takes two seconds, and it's four lines of code. It's like, really? It was an incredible so moment, good. and especially, like, if you've been around Power Query for a long time, uh, like, 
I was the 2010 days, so we, it had to be an add-in. Yeah. I had to go talk to yeah. IT to convince them to update the version of Power Query. And people were like, what do you mean updating the versions? Uh, yeah, that was a thing back in the day. And yeah, yeah. I remember still coming back from a, uh, a Datapigs Technologies boot camp. I won a visit from the Excel.tv guys to go hang out with Mike Alexander. And he took over the Excel Bible, if you're familiar with that from John Walkenbach. Uh, as you tell, yeah. he's a huge nerd of people in the community. Uh, so I sat at his workshop, kind of learned that Power Query, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, like this can change how our team does work. And I brought it back to them, and I showed them, and you know what their reaction was? They just, nope. they just thought it was one more thing to have to learn. Oh. So I had to look at technology through the lens of convincing people about the benefit of this. Like they didn't have that light bulb moment. So then I was starting to figure out, right, right. well, how do you approach technology, uh, you know, showing the benefit? It, it took a while. Um, some people have latched on, other people are just like, hey, I'm doing BVA, this is my thing. Uh, not really interested. Yeah. So I'd be kind of curious from you, have you had those moments where you've had to convince people about Power Query? Yeah, a little bit, but not not too much of a struggle. Um, I do get people asking, you know, should you know, I want to learn VBA, and where do I where do I start? And I say, well, do you know about this Power Query thing? Yeah. And if they say no, I'm like, well, what do you actually want to do with your VBA? So you know, and if it's anything to do with data extraction and cleanup, and it's like learn Power Query first. I agree. And then when you need VBA, it's just like a, a, a smaller pool of people need VBA, I think. Yep. Um, but no, I've, I, to be honest, I, you know, when I've, tra I've trained people and shown them, um, you know, formula ways of doing it, left, right, mid functions, all those sorts of things, and all of a sudden you show them you can do it with a click in Power Query, or, you know, remove, extract the right-hand three characters, and they, this is much easier. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think the re reality is, though, that, that users in business they just got proper jobs to do. Yep. And having the time to go and just take the extra hour to do something the first time compared to just getting it done in, you know, half an hour that time and then half an hour the next month and half an hour. That's the trigger. Some people just want to learn to do it the better way. Other people just want to get it done and that's it. So it's a it's a tricky one. Get it done. Uh, so I love the Excel kind of their tagline where they say 95% of users only use 5% of the Excel's capabilities. Yeah. And you're just like, and we are that 1% that is probably like 6% of the capability just because we clicked on, you know, get data one day. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's incredible to think that that gap is so wide and it's just sitting there now in the, in the tab. People still don't yeah. know. They just don't know. And, you know, that's part of my aim of this whole concept here, doing Power Query magic and stuff, is just to elevate the awareness a little bit more. Um, here's a question for you then. Yep. What do you think Power BI would look like if Power Query didn't exist? Um, and when I say what it would look like, yep. what do you think the, the, the user pool would be like for Power BI? So I think we'd definitely be skewed towards the DBA side, uh, so more of the traditional. I still have opinions yeah. that I think people love Power Query more than they probably do Power BI, uh, just because they've never had like ETL. And I still see people when they 
land in Power Query and uh, Power BI, and they do their transformations. They get it out into the report layer, and they just create a big flat table. And then their first question is, "How do I export it back to Excel?" <laughs> yeah. And it's like, "Well, hold on, let's let's dial this back. Did you really just want to do Power Query in Excel? If that's the case, let's let's just copy over your M code." And whenever they learn that the language is flexible from one program to the next, um, you know, I, I I try and tell that story because you're learning one skill that could potentially t touch 12 different products now. Is it in 12 Power Query? If not more, because they've released a few wow. recently. Wow. So to me, it's like, yeah, yeah. M is a language. <laughs> and if you decide to go in on this, like 50% of your learning, you're just going to be ramped through. Uh, you know, if you land in Power yeah. Apps or Automate or kind of uh, some of the different ones now. Well, in my, in my training course, um, you know, the course starts with Power Query, obviously. Yep. This is the Power BI training course. <laughs> it starts with Power Query. And, you know, at least now the formula bar is on by default, which oh, is awesome. You yes. should have to tell people to turn that on. Um, and my question is to the group, you know, they're only 20 minutes into the course. They've never really played with Power BI before. And it's like, okay, so what's this language called? This, this formula language. And do you know what everyone says? What do they say? DAX. DAX. Really? Because everyone's heard of DAX. Interesting. And no one's no one's heard of M. And it's a weird name anyway. So ev everyone knows this DAX thing is part of this formula thing, part of Power BI. So yeah, always get people saying DAX. So yeah, it's an interesting one. So I know the title is a long one. What is it? Power Query Formula Language, or and it may even have a word or two more <laughs> in there. Uh, yeah. M is for mashup, for those who don't know. But wow, I did not know that people were thinking that that was DAX. I yeah, that's confusing. You know, just just to the just just to the uninitiated, you know, they're, they're not people who've built anything ever. They've never touched this stuff before. But I think they just they, you just hear people moaning more about DAX and how <laughs> yeah. hard DAX is and all this sort of stuff. And no one mentions Power M code because probably you know the you know the ideal is you don't even have to write any. You just click the buttons. So, so me and uh, Alex Dupe were of two Alex fame. Uh, we've had this conversation too. Like, you don't see as much you know noise, visibility of kind of the Power Query side because, quote unquote, it just works. Like, you can have bad yeah. Power Query M transformations. You can still get to the final state. You cannot get to the final yeah. state with X. If it's if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting though to hear that people are yeah. like, oh, I hear the groans. But this is actually pretty fun. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it. And it, it, it is, you know, and it's only when you get into the more sort of, and I say advanced, I'm, I'm using the sort of from a beginner's point of view, yep. stuff like merges and referencing other tables and all those sorts of elements that people start to go, oh, okay. And then you, then you show them a, a query merging with itself and they just, oh, and it's just like, what, what is this? Or put the steps in different orders and it still works. And it's so forgiving, you know, it's... That was my mind-blowing experience like. with Power Query was whenever I self-merged with kind of like an earlier step. And I was like, yeah. wait a second, you can jump steps and you can do this? And uh, that's when I yeah. learned that this is the language that I need to invest in. Um, oh, interesting, definitely. though, maybe we'll have to think about uh, and kind of come back to the topic, but just kind of the M language, uh, you know, we have the DAX Bible. Is there anything that we were like, this is the M language Bible uh, only because I, I have read the M technical reference documents and they're the most dry, boring text, okay. <laughs> but I learned so much from them. 
Uh, but I would not wish that upon anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Need something a bit more accessible is what you think. Yep. <laughs> and and did you ever use Microsoft Query back in the day in Excel? A little bit, and that was uh, quite the experience. I, I actually I actually built a few solutions using it, and it, that was my sort of little stepping stone into Power Query, and I was just like, oh, I can just link and refresh and change a cell and it will then rerun the query automatically and pull the data in and I haven't got any VBA anywhere. It was like... I was about to say the, yeah. the cell parameters was where it was at, but I think I learned a yeah. later yeah, yeah. coming back to, uh, you know, past the VBA, kind of into the Power oh. Query, but not everyone else is on board. So they're always looking at, well, what else can we do with just SQL? I was like, why are we concentrating on SQL? Like, what, what are we holding on to this thing for? Uh, and I still enjoy those fights too. It's like, I don't want to learn SQL. I want to learn M just day and night. One language is enough yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've had a few people actually just last week. So they were essentially pasting their SQL code straight into the advanced box at the start of connecting to um, you know their SQL database Yeah. Um, because they knew SQL. Yeah. And, and, and somebody had also given them, another person was just given the code and they just pasted it in. Um, but that brings its own problems, doesn't it? In terms of yeah. query folding and the like, and maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. So we'll hold that thought, yep. right? We'll come back. Love it. So, so um, are you in St. Louis? I am. Is it pronounced St. Louis or St. Louis? It's whatever you want. St. Louis. What do you call it? What do, lo what do lo locals call it? That's what I want to know. St. Louis, the Lou. I mean, St. Louis. We got 10,000 names for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And were you born there? Uh, no, I was not. So I was born in northern Illinois, probably a few hours outside of Chicago. Uh, so middle of a cornfield, just a small country town. Uh, kind of did three years in an industrial chain factory right outside of high school. And then I thought, hey, my brain is a little bit smarter and stronger than my back. So I started getting into more of kind of computers and everything else. Uh, I'd always been around them, but just definitely it's uh, kind of been a little bit more in depth. Uh, so that was yeah. my journey, uh, at least to getting to corporate America, I should say. <laughs> so did you did you have an idea of what you wanted to do when you were sort of leaving school? Uh, no, kind of, kind of right outside of high school, uh, especially my area is just like, hey, go get a job in a factory, start getting to work and then, you know, go to community college. So doing that a little bit, just general studies. I thought maybe I would want to do some communications, marketing, etc. cetera. Uh, but you know, time was never on my side. I wanted to do cool things. Uh, so for those listening, I am a complete high school graduate. I didn't do the whole college route, so it's, it doesn't have to be for everyone. Just dedication to yeah. my craft and technology. It's kind of what I did. Yeah, because we've, you know, we've both been analysts for banks from looking at your, uh, your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Um, reporting on cards and mortgages and secured loans and all that sort of stuff. I love it. So we speak so, you know, <laughs> I did... Four, degree, four years university. I did a chartered accountancy qualification. We both ended up just mashing numbers in Excel yep. for banks. You know, so it doesn't matter where you come from, you end up in the Excel. And if you love that Excel thing, it can take your career wherever. So forget about the qualifications. Just be good at what you and enjoy what you do. I agree. So was that the was that the foundation for your Excel experience then? The time at the bank, or was that before that, or? What was, where was your Excel experience honed? 
I'll, I'll say home, but I'll take you back to my first memory. Uh, it was my, oh, yeah. it was uh, in my grandpa's basement. My dad and uncle were looking through this massive tomb is what I like to call it. And they were just like so excited to learn how to write these new crazy things for computers called formulas okay. for Excel version <laughs> 4.0 on an Apple Macintosh. Uh, so at that point, uh, I, I was just like embedded in my brain of like, they're excited about like this formula thing. Uh, so I always remembered Excel in the back of my mind. But whenever I started working at a call center, I know me and Oz have talked about this all the time, just recording data in an Excel uh, spreadsheet, just basic data entry. Here's a line, type it. Here's a line, type it. Uh, eventually you figure out how to do formulas. Uh, but from there, a guy took a, a week off for vacation and he said, here's a Six Sigma KPI metric spreadsheet that I update every day. And you know, he's gone for a week and he comes back and goes, hey, you did a pretty good job at that. You should just own that for me. And that's when I learned about ownership and transfer of ownership. Yeah, okay. uh, so, you know, someone always says, I have good I have good business requirements documented for you. They don't have anything documented. Don't ever listen to anyone when it comes to documentation. <laughs> uh, but from there, just doing KPIs kind of for a central group. And I was just an Excel guy by myself, having to do a lot of the work. So it was, you know, a lot of those not having time off, you know, taking a day off means you'd have to train someone else. Uh, but eventually they brought together like all the Excel guys and girls in Microsoft Access as well and SharePoint. And they created like a central office team. Uh, so I was really around some of the best of the best uh, within the organization at that time. So my skills were just through the roof and right. one of the highest performing teams I've ever been a part of. Uh, a lot of thoughts right. there, but we'll figure out what you want to dive into. Yeah. So, so in terms of that experience, were you, did you, did you learn or take your path, go into more of the database side of things and learning different technologies because of that then? Because my experience was just, I was pretty much Excel exclusive. I never really branched off into anything else until Power BI came along. Yeah. So what What about you? So definitely at that point, like I had never really used Microsoft Access. To me, it felt like it was just a very steep learning curve. Uh, so getting around those people and they're like, hey, here's how to create tables and relationships and objects. And I was like, all right, well, this is all new and interesting. And I know uh, Patrick LeBanc has talked about it too, just access, you know, gets you into SQL Server, uh, kind of on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Uh, so for me, it was starting to learn these basic concepts of, all right, well, here's relationships. Uh, from there, though, a lot of still VBA. So a lot of it was, it's 8 a.m., boss needs a report on their desk, automate, automate, automate. Uh, and a lot of it was the collection of spreadsheets. So Outlook, I was writing Visual Basic scripting, uh, doing HTML uh, to kind of create complete tracking websites of time for completions. Uh, at one point, we had a team of probably 12. And I think whenever I kind of left, there was down to a team of four. We had automated so much. Not in a bad way. They weren't like fired or released. It was just they moved on, got promotions. Uh, so incredibly excited for those people that took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. And... Um, that, you know, you mentioned about tables yeah. and for, for me, that one concept is key to, to all this stuff. It's just the idea of thinking in terms of tables of structured data. And I think it's something that they take for granted that, yeah, you know, it just makes sense as tables, but not 
you know, there's a massive number of people who just don't think that way to start with, and you have to bring them into that world. I still teach, you know, in my Power BI course, I still, because one of the data sources is an Excel file with a table in it, Yeah. in the course, people are like, what's this little blue symbol mean on the Power Query Navigator pane compared to this? And I said, well, that's the sheet name and that's a table. Oh, what's a table? Yeah. And I'm just like, right, I get to show people tables. And you talk through this and you even write a formula and you go, look, this formula equals sum of table name, column name. Yep. We'll use this again in DAX in a, in, you know, in a two hours time or whatever. And it's just this thinking of structured tables. It's the core. If you don't get that, you're out, I think, of this whole process. So that is, real struggle. that is the difference, right? Because Power BI, you have to use the table. Like yeah. there, there is no other way. And in Excel, it's still the wild west of creativity and chaos. Uh, so from there, people have been able to do reporting for years and years and years without a proper table. Uh, Control T, my favorite hotkey, right? Just table, table, yeah. table. Uh, whenever I first learned about the table object in Excel, it, it was that, ah, like, you know, the, the yeah. skies opened up, uh, you know, you'd hear the angels singing. Still, it's one of those like 5% of people or 95% of people will use the 5%. A lot of people don't use tables still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. And play to my, you know, fair play to the Excel team. There's like four different buttons for tables. Yep. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not sure of adding the option. You know, there's format table, insert table, there's yep. a control T, there's all sorts of options, you know, so they haven't, they've tried, they've tried. So, but still, still people do not, know about this whole concept of of tables um you know, i think tables power query the data model to, to to some extent but those two power query and tables are just the biggest thing to happen ever to excel that makes them just totally robust and you know awesome so well, yeah, that's I, I don't know if you kind of saw on the threads i think brian jones is posting uh Power Query in Excel Online starting to show up in the pane. So yeah. hopefully pretty soon they're working on at least being able to refresh those. Uh, so thinking yeah. about like Power Query Online experience of data flows now being in Excel Online, maybe scheduling that automation through Power Automate to do a refresh. That is low-level ETL right now. So whenever we yeah. get there, I'll be excited. <laughs> I'll be curious though on the side, how many people continue to use Power BI for you know that low-level uh, kind of data extraction versus just going Excel online exclusively. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And, and just, and like you said, you mentioned earlier about, you know, people who just want to load it up, clean it up, and then export it back to Excel. You know, I, I get that question probably every course I run. Oh, yeah. You know, I just, how do I just export this back out? You want to get it in, and it doesn't come out in a nice format. So, yeah, same thing. Just maybe you just want to use Excel start to finish you don't necessarily need the power bi thing people and it could power be even now that with power BI. <laughs> yeah. well power query just got power query has got such a broad use case yeah it's just got you know it's not just about you know getting data ready for a report it's about it could be the report itself it could be the data dump it can be the the cleansing for doing some I don't know, transfer to a new accounting system. You've got to extract your data, add on a new bunch of GL codes, remap them, load it somewhere else. It can be all sorts of things. So it's just such a broad application that it should be known by more people. There's that 
for me, there's like a bit of a, a um, pyramid of use. And Power Query is there with a big, broad base. And then the data model is a bit narrower. And then the sort of Power BI is a bit narrower again. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just so good. Right. <laughs> um, I get distracted. Um, so uh, your, your time at State Farm Bank, you seem to overlap with the time you set up and ran not about the cell. Yeah, so that was to be kind of, a bit of a. Yeah, that was kind of on the way out. They were going through digital transformation, uh, so they let go of about three thousand people. Uh, you know, opportunity, everything else. They said, "Hey, we can move you back to a cornfield uh, if you want to go live there." And I said, "Nope, no thanks." Uh, so, kind of after ten years and one week, said goodbye. Uh, went and kind of joined uh, as I was kind of getting the. It's not about the cell startup, just as like some consulting because I was really sure what was going to go on with my career. You know, I did ten years at the place, uh, so yeah. I always everyone very sympathetic through technology changes, digital transformation can continue to happen for folks for probably the next ten, fifteen, twenty years. You know, uh, as new technology comes along, automation, etc. But I knew I had a gap that I needed to close, uh, so I went to just kind of a, a small business. They were too agnostic. They didn't care about anything. Uh, and this is where I kind of had a good a good Twitter thread today is I, I do ask companies now what type of workstation they're going to assign me. Because I showed up there and I got uh, I got a Macintosh, uh, just a Mac, and I and uh, doing Excel on a Mac, totally different world. Uh, the Power Query experience, yeah. only what, two or three connectors. So I will never do that again, working on a Mac. I'm sorry for those who like it. <laughs> but I learned about parallels. I learned about running, you know, virtual desktops uh, kind of through the Mac. Uh, okay. Just Power BI, but oh, I'm still shut. Uh, just uh, <laughs> that experience. But I had a lot of gaps that I needed to close. So doing like enterprise grade ETL, you know, using Data Factory, using some other tools. Uh, I just, I knew that the market was changing. And that's where now, like Power BI, if you're looking at how do you stand out, and you know, there's millions and billions of people using Excel, there is a very smaller pool of people using Power BI. Start learning it today. Uh, so that was the gap yeah. I had to close kind of after the, after the fact. And what was the, so setting up sort of not about the cell, what's, what, what was the, um, the remit of the company or what, and what was the challenges with it? Uh, so I started doing a little bit of training, uh, kind of just starting out with Power BI. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, did a couple of workshops there. Started doing consulting work, realized I don't like that at all. Uh, just being on right. tight timelines and everything else. And you try and get project yeah. requirements back and they don't respond to you in time. Uh, so trying to do like a, a day job and then kind of a night job until you can pay your bills on consulting work uh, was just not working out for me. So I, I tried to do only training. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was fun. Uh, I did it for a little bit, at least until uh, kind of the Microsoft thing came along. But continue. Yeah, so I, I've, got, I've got a long how, list. How, how did that come along? How did the Microsoft role come up? Was it? Yeah. What, what was the story behind that? Yeah. Uh, and there's so many cool kind of milestones and moments. So I was really passionate, at least about, you know, modern Excel, as Rob Cully called it where he said, hey, it's the Power Query, it's the Power Pivot. Uh, you know, Power BI is now starting to kind of creep up into this space. So I, I connected with a local Microsoft guy and I said, hey, I want to create a user group for, you know, modern Excel and Power BI. 
he was the Power BI guy, so he's like, yeah, whatever, weird guy. Like, I'll help you get this thing started. <laughs> Uh, so you know we have we have our first uh user group i'm just there spouting all the cool things about excel uh so i think there was about four organizers and there was only about seven people there so only about three attendees we were just way too early to the power bi party is what i learned uh but from there i created a great relationship with a microsoft uh, kind of a worker he saw my journey over like three or four years so i absolutely just owe him everything uh, so whenever I had the opportunity to kind of go work at a, a major brewery here in St. Louis, uh, people can maybe guess what that is. Uh, but I went there and I started doing Power BI work, working shoulder to shoulder with the Microsoft guys. And as soon as something came up, they were just like, hey, let's go. I, I know you've been working this for you know a few years. Um, but in all honesty, it was also just a Twitter message that somebody put out there saying, hey, does anyone know Power BI in the Midwest? And that was all it took to get in the doors of Microsoft. Right. So, yeah. And a, and a bit of experience and talent. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I tell everyone, like, I would love to help you. I just need to know that you exist. So for those who are out there listening, if you don't have a Twitter, if you're not on LinkedIn, uh, get those started today because we all love lifting each other up. But I just need to know that you're out there and what is it that you want to accomplish. Uh, and I'll be your biggest advocate to get you to wherever you want to be. Great advice. And did did you ever do a blog back in the day? I did. Oh my gosh! When yeah. all right, so I, I love talking about this, and maybe you can like be my psychologist here and talk me through my, my problems. Uh, so it's not about the cell.com. It's my Excel blog. My first article is about tables because I just love tables. Uh, I got to the point, you know, just writing very in depth, complex articles on very simple things. Uh, so I, I kind of learned about being a tortured author where it's like, hey, uh, and Rob Colley talked about this too, where he's like, I, I like writing, but I don't like the act of actually doing it because I never feel like I'm done with the article. Uh, so at that point, it was just like a lot to go into writing and writing, writing. I still think about it now and then maybe you can talk me into it. Uh, but I <laughs> like leaving it as a moment in time. Because I, I was the 184th best Excel blogger, whatever that means, right? <laughs> right. In, in the world of Chandu's and uh, kind of everyone else that are out there collecting billions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like I saw that the Power BI market had not really, you know, kind of surfaced as of yet. There was different pockets of people doing it. Uh, so at that point, I just said, I'm going to go do live in person. So I'm going to do live user groups in my backyard. I'm going to travel, uh, you know, maybe to Chicago or kind of Orlando and kind of build my name just by doing live events. Uh, but now it's, you know, yeah. I, I'm in the era, era of COVID. I'm stuck inside. Do I go back to writing or not when? What are your thoughts? Or has the world moved on to video in, in podcasts? What's going on? I I think it's just, you know, pick pick the media that you enjoy doing. You know, I've seen you've done eight as of today, eight thousand four hundred and fourteen Twitter posts. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so compared to mine, and I looked at mine, I'm about two thousand. Okay, so you're you're four times, you know, which is a lot. I, I don't know how long you've been on Twitter. I've probably been on there. I don't know, four years, five. I'm not sure, um, but. Yeah, you've uh, that. That's I think that's your media. You know, it gives you that ability just to get into the up to date messaging, get that across. I don't know. I think just pick whatever whatever works for you. 
Well, that's where, you know, kind of talking earlier, you've got to be a deep cut person <laughs> to really know me or my content. Uh, so you're like, yeah, I've, I've got Alex's GitHub starred. And it's like, all right, yeah, they, they know me or they, you know, they've gone through kind of the guy in a cube and kind of the, hey, Alex command uh, over there and having fun. I always go in these spurts where I'll like create a ton of content. Uh, so maybe it'd be like the Power BI workshops where I just create top to bottom, here's go learn uh, kind of expert level stuff. I'll create Jupyter notebooks, PowerShell commandlets, uh, whatever else, but I never sit down to write a blog about them. I just drop yeah. them out there for people and they pick them up maybe, maybe they don't, I don't know, but it's always kind of fun to think about that. Um, yeah, I think it's a tricky one. I don't know. I, the the blog is, it's, it is a point in time and I think stuff is changing so quick now that you can just write something and and this is another tip for people searching for stuff is look at the date published. Yeah. You know, when you're looking at a response about how something works or something doesn't work, especially just look at the date that that was posted because stuff changes. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshots change, names of things change, capabilities change. You know, it's just ridiculous now. See, this is where so. we were pretty early on adopters of Power Query. I remember when you had to do an append of files in a folder structure. You had to go into the earlier steps, do the binary, you had to do all these yes. awesome M things. Uh, so I am from that, those days and when there was no IntelliSense at all. Uh, so I always see that that is kind of like a kind of like a cutoff point for some people too, where they really love M because they had to learn it. Like back in the day, you had yeah. to learn it to do complex or semi-complex things. Now they've done a lot yeah. of that through the GUI. Thank goodness. Uh, but then it also comes back to our earlier question and topic that we can kind of explore here is like, what is that definitive guide for M now? Or does it need to exist? Should it just be pure GUI? And I, I get these or these arguments all the time from folks like, no, it should be GUI only. I like writing M. I like, I like kind of doing fun, complex things. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Do you, I guess, do, do the... This thing I always struggle with is sometimes the examples for some of these functions and, and um, more complex elements. Uh, are all, the, the examples are almost hard to understand as the function itself sometimes. Oh, and you're just yeah. like, what is this trying to do? What's the real world scenario? And not that I could do any better job of putting up a real world scenario because there's just so many. Yep. But that's part of the challenge is just like, well, that's not really what I'm trying to do. How do I... How do you even know what to look for? That's the biggest challenge to a beginner. It's just like, well, now you've done it and now I've seen it, I can do it again. And I know I know what you just did, but the discoverability and be able to, you know, just be shown once or pointed in the right direction, that's, there's a gap there for me. Oh yeah. It's just people want to know how... How do you know you need to unpivot that, or how do you know you need to, you know, go and how do you know there's a function called stop pad start? Yep. To give me my leading zeros on a on a, it's just well, you just read a lot, you know, you read all the books, you follow the blog, you get on Twitter, you see people posting, but most people, business users, don't have, don't. you know, they've either not got the interest, which is fair enough, yep. or not got the time. Right. So it's that discoverability piece that even if there is a a, a cohesive piece of um, M code architecture, you know, documentation library type thing, which there is, there's those things, but discoverability, that's my, that's my bugbear. So text from example, the AI capability, 
Do you feel like that's underused at this point for those people who do want to do maybe those complex things, but they don't quite know the function or what to do? Because it does, I think it does a pretty good job whenever I've typed examples and it'll write semi-complex uh, kind of functions back. Be curious though with your thoughts there. Yeah, I guess, you know, again, knowing that that's, knowing that that's there or that's what they want to do You've got to know that that's what you want to do. That's where I do see people struggling or asking that question in the course is that they go, well, I know I can, I, oh, that's great that I can do it, but how did how would you have found that? How did you work that out that that existed? Yeah. That's some of the things. Um, I'm still really wary of the whole AI generated solutions to things. Really? Just, yeah, because it's just a case of, not because it's like, you know, weird dark magic stuff. It's like, it's just the analogy I use is giving a person a fish rather than teaching them to fish. Yeah. It never shows It never shows the steps of how it did it. It's the thing that then, you know, you're not teaching people how to do it and you're not teaching people the traps that they might be getting themselves into. It works. Great. It works today. But did it? will it work tomorrow? And can you fix it when it goes wrong? Mm. So I don't know. I'm a bit torn. So thinking about easy measures kind of on the DAC side, right? Like we saw this GPT-3 mm. AI where you can just type a yeah. question and it does something for you. What if you had that on the Power Query side? Same sort of concept, I think. Well, I, again, like just something simple like column from examples. Yeah, I, I say to people, you use it, it's awesome. But if you cannot understand the code that's been written, do not trust it. Really? Because it can write, yeah, because it can write misleading, it can write misleading stuff. You know, you give it three examples and it looks like the first 500 row or first 50 rows were. Yep. But there's some other slightly different examples in row, you know, let's say row 5,000, which you can't even preview, that that's not doing the right thing and you load it and you trust it. Because you, you haven't really read the fact of what the M code is doing. So you need, it's a good pointer and it's a good... You know that I like column examples much better than you know um, flash fill in Excel because flash fill does not tell you what it does. So I'd never trust flash fill yep. unless I can just see the twenty five results it's produced. So, but the column from examples, I want to be able to understand, not necessarily be able to write that M code from scratch, but be able to read it, understand it, and go, okay, I now understand what it's doing, and maybe even a, a sort of you know. A, some sort of plain English or whatever language explanation of what the, the steps are doing. That's where it would be. The AI would be useful. So I love this, that you're raising the caution flag where you're asking trainees to be like, I want you to stop and read it. And if you want to go learn about the language, that's great. But now you know that this exists. And if you want to use it with reckless abandonment, you know, feel free as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> giving them the option. Just, but... <laughs> ju yeah, know, know that you're doing something. If you don't understand what that code is doing, it might do stuff you don't understand that it's doing. So, yep. <laughs> you know, be be aware. The same thing with, um, you know, there's the uh, insights in for pivot tables and stuff in um, Excel now. Yeah. And you can just click a button on your table of data. And if your table isn't a nice table, then you'll get all sorts of odd results. So that's step one is that, People are clicking on stuff that isn't a table. Um, and then it'll just generate you a pivot table explaining what it's done, why it's done it, how it works. And you get an answer. Or you can type in, give me the top five results. But 
is it really giving you you know what's that based on and what's the that's my that's my issue with this stuff interesting well, still still wary i gotta win you over i think all the new stuff is time <laughs> <laughs> look i i like it for saving time because i understand how it's all built yeah so i've got a real different viewpoint for me using it compared to somebody who's never done it the hard way speeding up my work awesome yep Giving somebody a solution that they don't understand how it was arrived at, I'm really wary about. This That's goes my... back to those comments where you had kind of said, hey, some people are wanting to go learn something and some just need to get it done. Yeah. I have this concept of just busy work. Like there is just an incredible amount of busy work that really has no tangible value. Uh, so to build something of tangible value that someone can go, yes, I made a decision based on this report, this number, uh, that is incredibly difficult and a complex thing to accomplish and achieve. So anyone that has built something of value, incredible kudos to you. Uh, these tools like Power Query, like Power BI, they can take you even further with those uh, achievements. But if you're purely just looking for something that's busy work, uh, we got a lot of that for you too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's um, let's get into, um... oh, actually, before I mention that, so. You're, you did a couple of YouTube um, sort of series as well. So you did the two Alex. Yep. And and I'm going to ask, is what's the plural of Alex? Alex is? Because it's, it's the two. A-L-E-X. That's it, is it? Yeah. Well, see, I've learned something new. I've learned something new. We that's didn't know plural. either. We were using A-L-E-X, E-S, and S, and a few other things. And my wife is a writer. She's like, you guys are doing this all wrong. Uh, so luckily, oh. Alex Duper uh, fixed it at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what was the concept of that of that uh, YouTube channel? Oh, I don't even know. Uh, so it was pretty <laughs> like a long time ago. Alex Duper needed some help on Reddit with the query folding for Databricks, and I, I helped him out. And I was like, "Hey, Power Query is a case sensitive language." He didn't know, you know, whatever. Uh, all of us, like in the Power Query side, oh yeah, we've dealt with capitals and lower cases for years and years and years now. <laughs> But I could tell uh, from there, he, he, we just kept talking and talking and talking internally. And he was like, hey, I want to start creating like a YouTube channel. Do you mind just jumping in and kind of being a you know, guest host or host, co-host? I don't know what the official title is. I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've got 10,000 things, other things going on. Let's just do it. <laughs> and I think that's yeah, why not? a common trait of a lot of us is like we're always overbooked, but we're always willing to say yes like to the next thing. It's like, yeah, of course. I'll. Yeah. Uh, so now we yeah. just like infrequently kind of jump on right after a guy in the cube, just do some weird random topics. Uh, the one caveat that we had going into the show is we're never doing any prep. Uh, so we right. pick a topic, but anything past that is just, what do you want to talk about? Do you have a PowerPoint that you want to show? Uh, so we just kind of riff live in the moment. <laughs> All good. <laughs> and then there's the, um, in, on the Not About the Cell YouTube channel, you've got the 30 day Power Query folding challenge. Did you take that one? Which I did not. I did not have the time. I apologize. It's fine. I know. It's fine. It's, I feel bad. No. Um, no. So talk, talk us, talk us through it. And to be honest, my clients that I have, I've not come across one that's using a SQL database yet. I believe it. That's where a lot. So of I've not, I've not had the real life scenario of having to do that. So. Um, but what, talk us through it. What was the query folding challenge? It seemed to be really popular. Lots of people got involved. There was lots of buzz about it. 
I still see people taking it now and stuff and mentioning it. So talk us through it. Hashtag 30D query. Uh, a lot of it came from me and just like creating content. And I said, I want to do something uh, as kind of like the drip campaign. So for those who are maybe familiar with like marketing terms, it's just saying, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow for 30 days. Uh, and I did it every day, you know, just at 10 a.m. local time. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to take a one through 10 ramp up. So on day one, it was a very simple challenge. All right, here's power query, here's query folding. Don't break the folding. So what is query folding for those who just don't know? It is letting the processing happen at the source. So generally with the relational database engine, I'm gonna use the SQL engine as opposed to the mashup engine of power query. Uh, so if you're really thinking about enterprise scale, big data, massive projects, you want to leverage the engine itself as opposed to the, the tiny, tiny, tiny little mashup engine of Power Query. Uh, so from there, day one, you're going to have a great time. Day two, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is an easy challenge. This is fun. Uh, day three, four, five, six, I'm like day number eight, you're like yelling at me. What are you doing on Twitter? Why is this so complex? I hate this challenge. <laughs> and then at day 10, you're, you're, you're just excited because you got through one through 10. And then on, on kind of challenge 11, I reset you back to the easy stuff. Uh, so I never want anyone to be discouraged kind of at these different milestones. Hey, we're hitting reset, come back day 11, come back day 21, uh, just continue to build that muscle. The, the biggest takeaway the win for a lot of people was their comfort of M. A lot of them didn't really do a lot in the advanced editor. This forced them to kind of solve these puzzles, solve the challenges, and a lot of people just absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, for waiting yeah. 30 or just getting as far as they could, they said, hey, I feel a lot more confident about doing the M language and opening up the advanced editor once in a while. Uh, so in my book, that's a can you, can you give us a quick example of one type of challenge? Oh goodness. Uh, so some of it will be- Just conceptually. Yeah, so some of it may just be like a simple SQL join. So, you know, home tab, join one table to another. Uh, and then from there, you're just expanding a column, maybe doing a filter. So like a where clause, so on the SQL size uh, side, and then some of it may be some aggregate values. So we have to do some group buys, you know, summing a column and then saying, well, of these columns, which one is the max? And then you have to filter for those that are greater than the top five or whatever else it is. Uh, yeah. Little simple puzzles. Uh, so if you're into Rubik's cubes, uh, whatever else, it's a, yeah. a fun challenge. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's an element of you know people who like the puzzles and stuff are also the people who end up liking doing Excel and Power, and Power Query, and exactly. it's just that solution. There's a challenge there, and you need to get to a solution. You know, there must be a way of doing it. Yep, and. You know, it's how many hours are you willing to burn in the uh, in the learning process of getting you know to that that solution? Well, that's why I felt you know good and bad because a few people on the other side of the world they're like it drops at like eleven o'clock at night. And I can't go to bed until I saw <laughs> you know they're up till three in the morning or whatever else. I'm like, oh gosh, I love this, but uh, same rate, like get your sleep. Uh, and then yeah, yeah. meet new friends across the world too, like uh, Subes. Uh, Mark Beadle, uh, Udits, like so many great people that just like jump in and start helping each other out and sharing their own solution. Yeah, that's good. I mean, crowdsourcing knowledge is like the best. Um, so once again, I absolutely love the love the community in that respect. And the jumping back to a sort of something I mentioned a, a little while near the start was yeah. about um, 
students who were basically taking some SQL code and pasting that in the advanced in the advanced box right at the start of connecting to the the SQL database. Yeah. So, what when should people do that, and should they ever do that, and when shouldn't they? And do you have some advice? So a few items. Uh, if you are going to just copy and paste SQL into the advanced editor, and that is the only step you're ever going to do, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's those people who want to do, well, I want to kind of do some of it in SQL, but I also really like this Power Query thing. So I want to do additional transformations on top of it. All right, well, you've now broken the folding and your performance is going to suffer. So do you want to go write better SQL and kind of do a little bit more complex things on the SQL side where you kind of enjoy doing them on the simple side with the GUI? I'm like, all right, well, what else do I have to do? Uh, you can do it all in Power Query. And now you can use the GUI. Don't break the fold. Maybe it's multiple steps. Some of them you're just like, why is this so difficult or complicated? Why do I have to do, you know, 10 steps to the like three lines of SQL? I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. But you're going to be performing. Yeah. Uh, now, recently, at least on the SQL connector, there is a optional parameter that is called enable folding. So if you want yes, I to, saw that the other day. So if you want to write SQL and you want to do some additional transformations, then you're going to have to write SQL, do a little bit of customization with the M, and then you can use the GUI. But who is that person that's going to go, I love SQL, and I'm also going to go learn M? Not a lot of those exist. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think as well, you know, from what I've seen, sometimes the users just get given the SQL by the IT department. Yeah. And then, and then they just get into the, oh, I just need to, you know, do this extra little column or this yep. conditional column or something on it as well. And the IT, I don't want to bother the IT team or whatever, it, you know, the, the real working world then just kicks in and you get a mash of both. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're sympathetic yeah. in that moment. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. and if you use the system generated SQL from Power Query, you know, your DBA will be yelling at you being like, this is the ugliest SQL I've ever seen. Who wrote this? And you're just like, I just clicked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good, you know, the, um, with data flows and stuff as well now that the sort of the folding indicators and stuff are improving and, you know, that's, that sort of thing is, is all moving in the right direction. So that's great to see. It'll, so that, it'll help. that's kind of the, uh, you know, stepping back into the role, uh, at least kind of coming into the Power BI side on the program manager on the Power BI cat. It's now looking at those lenses where it's Power Query Online is so great. It's so great. When is this coming to desktop? I want it there today. Uh, but then you also want 10,000 other things fixed at the same time. So it's like, all right, we'll, yeah. we'll bring that down to desktop at some point, but we really need to fix these other items first. <clears throat> so... Like for me, the advanced editor, uh, I think if you type, there's some autocomplete issues or like double completes. Mm. I didn't know about that for years until people on Twitter were pointing that out because I've just been using kind of VS Code and uh, kind of other apps oh, okay. for so long. And I was like, I did not know it was this bad. <laughs> so yeah. as I'm going to the developers, I'm like, hey guys, what are we going to fix this? Like, if we stop to fix that, then we can't get to these other great things. I would rather have the great thing today than kind of waiting for that advanced editor. Uh, so we'll see, but it, it's kind of those trade-offs, uh, especially as us M people. It's like, we want cool things. Tavern editor does cool things. Dax Studio does cool things. Where's our cool stuff? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it's a proper old balancing act and with competing needs all across, you know, and it's just pick your battles and yep. see what you can do when you can do it. Um, so in a recent podcast, um, somebody pointed out their their worst presentation moment. Oh goodness! So I was wondering if you if you'd had any uh, any horror stories of presentations gone gone bad, or have you been lucky? Luckily, no. Blue screens of death, green screens of death. If you're on the insider builds, uh, my worst was kind of at Power Platform World Tour. It's like surrounded by thirty thousand Dynamics people uh, who had never seen Power BI before, and getting Wi-Fi with that many people couldn't do it couldn't connect oh, right. so all Just my all my stuff on one drive everything else you know i'm scrambling up into the last yeah. minute and uh luckily i was finally able to get my phone and just a little bit of LTE service to you know try and download gigabytes and or megabytes of stuff whatever <laughs> the size was but that was the sweating it into the last minute moment <laughs> for sure yeah i can imagine <laughs> that's pretty freaky um Right, into the section on the five impossible questions. Oh, good. So five totally unfair questions yep. that I don't expect anybody to know the answers to. And if you get one right, you're doing brilliantly in my view because I wouldn't have got any of these right. <clears throat> Question one. How many characters long can a power query name be? Can a power query name? So, so like a named table in power query. You name your table, you name your query. At the top, you know, this is the query name. How long can it be? I'll take a guess. So the loaded. 255? 80. That's it. 80 characters long, at least on my version. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, 80 characters for your power, you know, for the actual, not the, not the applied steps, the actual yeah. name of the loaded table. 80 characters. I wonder what that there you go. was. Why 80? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, under get data, yep. you get the drop down list. You're in Power BI, you're in get data, you click the little drop down and it pops down. And you go to this Azure connectors. Yep. How many Azure connectors are there? And I'll give you within two. And it's the June release of Power BI desktop I'm looking at. Oh, he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, if I was going through it through in my head, <laughs> I would say there's a lot. There's a few. There's got to be at least, I'll say twenty five. I don't know. Oh, sixteen. 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 I was thinking Azure Connect. I was thinking twenty at one point, but I was like, I feel like there's been a few more with like uh, maybe some things being added or removed. But yeah, then and again, you might have some sort of. So fancy inside that you know. I know you're fine. No. Okay. <laughs> that first like Azure Time Series insights and like all these other weird things that pop up every once in a while. I was yeah. Like, Maybe I'll get to connect to yeah. that one day, but it's still spreadsheets okay. and databases. <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. Um, so question three: If you have a one-column table in Power Query, so you're in the Power Query editor, you've got a one-column table. You right-click that column. Can you remove it? A one-column table. So you've just basically got one column in the Power Query editor. You right-click. You go. Is is remove columns lit up? Can you actually right-click and remove that last column? Clarifying uh, 
question. When we say column, we're not yes. meaning a list. We're meaning a table with a header and a body. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so can I remove that? Let's say no. You can. I don't know why you would, but you can. Interesting. <laughs> Here we go. Just says empty table then as a Does it in the do field. So. Does it load? Oh, I don't know. I never actually tried loading it. Because I know that you can create empty tables and it'll still load because uh, people do a lot of that for mm. kind of like the measure uh, table. So you can do it. Well, it's still a, still a, yeah. No, that's right, actually. But that's yeah, right. I can actually try loading it. Like if you if you delete the step and it's like, well, I'm going to lazy loading, right? Where it's going to look at it and be like, well, I'm not going to do anything because you're not doing anything. <laughs> but there's a throw doesn't actually run anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> okay. Back into the Power Query editor window. Yep. Where can you find the button that has the word count distinct values on it? Count distinct values in the mm. Power Query editor. Yeah, there's a button somewhere. Like I say, I didn't know the answer to any of these. I was scrabbling around and going, oh, I didn't know that was there. So count distinct values, and this is for the table or for an individual column or? Well, I've just got a table of data. I'm my advanced editor. I've got a nice table of data and I can go and click on a button that will give me a count of distinct values. Is it in the sub menu? Help me out, Win. No, no sub menu, no. it's just on the ribbon? Well, uh, it is. there is a drop down. It's a under, a, yeah, so it is a sub menu, sorry. There's a button with a sub menu underneath it. So I'm kind of curious, uh, a few different thoughts here. Is it in the top left, kind of uh, cell selector from the Excel days? Or if we were to click on that, we'd get a lot of table properties. I'm thinking it could be within that. Uh, but also, if we were thinking about the ribbon, I would probably think home. That's in the ribbon. Uh, not home, but uh, transformations. And then within yeah. the, uh, it's not within the table subgroup. It's within the... I don't know, what is it, like any data and oh. it's under statistics there's a is statistics button is it under the numbers yeah. subgroup the numbers subgroup yep there's the statistics drop down which will give you the sum the min oh. the max there's a count of distinct values under there interesting i know i, I never knew <laughs> and it returns a result of just a kind of like an integer yeah so it takes our table, counts it as an integer, and then that's it? Yeah. I think you probably have to, maybe you have to select a column. You might have to select a column for it not to be grayed out. And then it'll just do a count of distinct. Bad place to put it. Weird. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so much to learn. So. All right, last question, which yeah. isn't actually about the product itself. It's about the Microsoft Learn Power BI page. Okay. Yep. So there's the Microsoft Learn for Power BI page. How many times on that page is Power Query mentioned? And how many times is DAX mentioned? Uh, are we talking about learning pads? Um, I would bring up the link. Um, AJ.ms slash PBI uh, Learn. See if that's the... I wish I'd put a link in there. Yes, I think that's the one, yes. I would say on that homepage, it's probably not referenced. No, it's not. You're yep. right. 
Uh, no mentions of Paraquiri. I know it's Dax. on her path, but that oh, is okay. very abstract to like, why don't I see this first step of getting data as the first thing that I see? Well, it says get data a couple of times, but there's no actual mention of Paraquiri. Is this a marketing thing? Should we go yell at someone? It's not called get data anymore. I think anymore. so. Can we just yell at somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dax. How many times is Dax mentioned? Uh, well, I mean, if we're looking at like Phil's modules, I think he did like four, perhaps. Uh, so there's got to be. I guess it's a bit harsh because I'm, I'm not even sure we're talking about the same page because I haven't given you enough information. No, but... no, I'm thinking about it. Uh, there's probably got to be, I'll say, two two module references to Dax. Yes. Oh. See how good I am with that. That is awesome. But then, you know, the argument sometimes I hear from about Power Query not showing up is that, oh, well, there's, you know, there's no, it, the button's called get data and blah, blah, blah. But there's no button for DAX. There's no, there's no reference at all to the word DAX nope. anywhere nope. in Power BI. It's measures, it's this, it's that. So the, it's a bit of a skewed argument in my view. If you're going to mention DAX, you've got to mention Power Query. So I would probably say Power Query has been late to the marketing game, right? Because if we think about the Power Query blog, that was only like maybe the past yeah. months. So they're just now starting to get their kind of legs underneath them. I think for the longest time, they just kind of sat in the background being, well, we're the get data button. <laughs> well, we're the edit transformations button. Well, it's like, well, hold on, but you're an actual technology underneath all of this and your Power Query and you're yeah. found in 12 different places and people are learning you and people are loving you. Like, let's tell people that you are Power Query. Yes. So. It is awesome. So spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Start talking about it. It's like um, Tesla trying to sell cars and not telling anyone they were electric or had self-driving capabilities. It's just like, um. why is nobody buying our car? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems that these petrol cars are outdoing us. You've got four wheels. Yeah. Come on, everyone. Yeah, we got four wheels. <laughs> you should know. Yeah. Um, okay, crystal ball time. I know this is tricky given you're a Microsoft employee, yeah. but if you if you had you know unlimited funds and uh, you know all the power in the world, is there anything in particular you'd like to see in terms of future developments? Uh, standalone Power Query editor. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. It's own thing. Why why don't we have something that could be deployed to various uh, tools? So I think Power, yeah. uh, Excel has it now with, what is it, the Power Query templates? I think it's a PQT file or something. I'd have to look again. Uh, but you can now start extracting that, adding it into, I mm, think, like okay, yeah. items. So why don't we have the standard format of Power Query that can be then loaded into Excel, Power BI Desktop, uh, you know, Azure Analysis Services, wherever Power Query is found, that to me would be incredible. Um, if you've ever used Visual Studio SDK of the of uh, the Power Query SDK over there, it's just here's a code developer, here's an M engine. There's no GUI. Uh, unfortunately, that's like, well, why don't we have a GUI on top of this code writer? Um, that to me is like the perfect example. If we could write code, but we could also have a very pared down GUI um, because spinning up Power BI for me, it's like, it's so intensive these days. Uh, mm. You know, 
fighting with teams. Everyone's just competing for resources. So, so I, I am with Ken where he says, I do a lot more development in Excel, and then I just copy and paste the code over. I'm like, yeah, it, I completely buy into that now. If I'm just doing simple connectors you know, to Excel, maybe SQL Server, some of the items that are compatible from one product to the next, I'm, I'm sticking with Excel. So yeah, standalone. That's my vote though. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd, I'd back that. Um, and where can people best find you these days? Sort of uh, links to your any sites or is it Twitter or what's the what's the best place? Yeah, hunt me down on Twitter at the very least. Uh, not about the cell or, or you can just type in kind of Alex Powers. Uh, hopefully you can find me through that method. At least over on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash n slash Alex M. Powers. Alex Powers, once again, type me in over there. Uh, so those are the two places I hang out the most. I got rid of Facebook during the pandemic because I said, I don't want any more of this. Uh, so now I just tweet 8,000 times. That's uh, <laughs> what we're just talking yeah. Uh, and I, I will tell you as well, I absolutely love waking up in the morning and being tagged by people saying, why isn't this working, Alex? Yell at people at Redmond. Uh, so it's very cool to have those moments now when I wake up. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, wrapping things up then. Um, as, as an aside, you often mention your uh, wife's band. Is it Sissa, the, the band? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So what, what genre are they? She's all sort of uh, kind of rock metal. I call it Black Sabbath meets Heart. Uh, so it's a little bit dark, a little bit uh, uh, kind of mysterious there. And then she's just got a beautiful singing voice, kind of having done choir uh, kind of throughout her high school years. Um, awesome. And then I get to collect the band data. Uh, so I've got a power <laughs> app after every show. I write down their attendees. I write down how much they uh, earned. And then that feeds into a Power BI report. So that way I can oh. track you know, which venue is paying them the most? Next, uh, the next level. Next, that's next level. <laughs> what 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 does she tell her friends that you do for a living? Oh goodness, uh, I think it's like she's just distilled it down to Microsoft. But I pulled her into my nerdy nerdiness, and she knows exactly what I do. Uh, okay, so I was like, oh, you're the weird Power BI guy. She's like, you're just taking off and going viral on uh, Twitter. She always laughs. She's like, you got three thousand followers now. I was like, I guess. I don't know. I just like hanging awesome. out with people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and before we wrap things up, I'd like to ask my guests if they've ever had a brush with fame or if there's a little known fact about them. You know, obviously being being married to a rock star, you know, yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. But anything else on the on the list? Uh, I'll add never had chicken pox. Okay. So that might not be a good thing. People always worry, like, you're getting older, shingles, and all these other things that can kind of take you down. Just like, all right, well, I work from home now. I shouldn't see anyone. <laughs> I'm never going outside again. <laughs> good oh, fact. <laughs> um, and then a requirement for coming on Power Query Magic is you need to leave two of your own articles, posts, videos, whatever they might be, your most popular one and your favorite one. So what are you leaving us? 30-day query. Uh, so at least people just go check out the playlist, uh, continue to use the hashtag because people are always still kind of jumping in if you ever need some help. And then the other one is PBI workshops. So that'll be aka.ms slash PBI workshops. Uh, I just kind of use the in a day concept, but I say in an hour. You know, if you gave me an hour's worth of your time and you're saying, Alex, I've got uh, 10,000 other things going on, but I can give you this one hour. I need to make that worth your while. 
So I've got Query Folding in an hour out there. I've got DAX Studio in an hour, Tab Redditor in an hour. Uh, a lot of these are just, if you want to go into the pro deep end of the pool, here you go. After an hour, hopefully this will get you started and push in the right direction. Uh, I think when for you, when you talk about, I want people to at least know what's possible, that's what this is meant for. Know what's possible, and if you want to dig deeper, you can. If you say, hey, this is not my job, I don't want to go into the depths of DAX to that level, completely understand. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll put... We'll put- um, for these things as well, so that is, that's the popular and your favorite, or is I would is say that that's both? probably my, my favorites at the moment, uh, the PPI workshop, yeah. because I really want to try and tackle uh, kind of this year's the day after dashboard and a day problem, as I call it, mm, which is a real problem. It is a lot of people, you know, go to these events, they just start learning. Uh, there's no way that you can even tackle Power BI anymore in eight hours. Uh, so I see a lot of people building themselves into corners. Uh, you know, they're doing all these things wrong with the query folding. Like we talked about breaking, writing their own custom SQL. How do I figure out how to solve that problem of the day after to get them back on the right path? So always excited for people who want to engage in those conversations with me. Find me, you know, on Twitter or LinkedIn. If you're like, hey, I've been thinking about that too. Uh, you know, we'll figure out like a content path and we'll, we'll just knock it out. That's great. And um, finally, then, I'm going to strand you on a desert island and you're allowed one item. It could be a luxury. It could be something practical. But in the honor of the M language, it must begin with M. So what object or thing are you going to take? I won't say an object or thing, but I'll say M for Melissa, which is my wife. (laughs) Oh, great answer. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously, if you're saying, hey, that doesn't count, no people, uh, matchbook, you know, I'll just light the place up. (laughs) Okay, nice. (laughs) Well, Alex, it's been awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Wynn. Thanks for doing the champion here, too, just on Power Query, this this podcast. Like you said, there's just not enough light shown in this area. So it's awesome to get all these experts together. Uh, I don't include myself in that camp. I'm still learning things every day. But, you know, we're we're the old school guys who had to learn IntelliSense by ourselves. <laughs> you know, it was just writing things by, our, <laughs> by hand. Uh, but I don't mean I think we're the one gone through the heartache of not having Power Query. Yeah. And therefore, we really, really appreciate having it. Yeah. So. That's where you know, the know the magic of it is. You just go, oh, you know that this would have taken me so long or been so clunky. And nowadays, it's just so much, you know, so much more power now. It's amazing. So thank you once again, and keep sharing the magic. And I will see you later. Thanks, Wayne.